Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. Uh, you know, this series, Complete in Christ, uh, has been an encouragement to me in preparing these messages and just a reminder to me of uh, how much we need Christ every single day, uh, how much He's needed in our hearts and our lives. And, and, you know, that's one of those things where I believe that if you ask a Christian, uh, do you need Christ, uh, the reaction is, yeah, oh, you know, of course I need Christ. Uh, but when we really stop to think about it, we need Him at every every turn, every step, Everywhere we go, uh, he's needed for his wisdom, his knowledge, his strength, encouragement, and all those things. We, we need Christ. And that's what this uh, series, I hope, has really gotten across to each and every one of you, is the importance of Christ in your life. And when you have Christ, then you can be a complete Christian. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about that this morning. That's the title of this morning's message, is a complete Christian. And when you have Christ, you can be a complete Christian. And you can live a life, as what we'd say, that's pleasing unto the Lord. Now, that word complete, uh, it means full and wanting nothing. Full and wanting nothing. That's how I feel after Thanksgiving dinner. That's how I feel here in a few weeks after the Sunday dinner and then the Thursday dinner. And uh, that's what the word means, full and wanting nothing. You are complete. Now, spiritually speaking, the Bible tells us we can be complete as well. We can be complete in Christ in all aspects of our life. Uh, not just the physical, but also the spiritual and the emotional. Uh, Christ can complete you and, and make you complete. So the question this morning is, is that how you feel today, spiritually speaking? Emotionally, uh, are you complete in Christ? Do you feel complete? Uh, not just one area of your life, but your entire life, your whole life. Not not just in one one area, maybe, or, or one, I guess you say section, but your your whole life, your entire life. Are you complete? Do you have that satisfaction in Christ? Uh, you can be. That's my thought here this morning. You can be, and it's because of Jesus Christ. So let's look here. I'm going to read. We're in chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 9 and 10, and then we'll get into our message. Verse 9 says, For in him, that's referring to Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. And we're going to look at that this morning. I'm going to give you some thoughts here that I hope will encourage you. You know, the complete Christian is someone who is sure. Sure. They're certain of something. They're confident. You see, if you're not confident, if you're not sure, then you're going to struggle in life. You're, you're going to have problems. You're going to have issues. Uh, there'll be hesitation. There'll be uh, doubts. There'll be all sorts of worries and concerns. You know, a complete Christian is a sure Christian, someone who is certain and they're resting on some things. Primarily, they're resting on Christ, and that's where they find their certainty. That's where they find their sureness. So if you're sure about something, then you're going to trust in it. You're going to trust in it. I don't do much flying. You know, there's a difference between, difference between believing an airplane will take care of you and then actually trusting that airplane to take care of you. And when you fly, you're certain, right? Or else you wouldn't get on. I guess somewhat certain uh, that you're going to be okay and that's why you're getting on the plane. You know, it comes the same way with Christ. Now, with that illustration in mind, let's say you show up at the airport and you look out there and the plane is all taken apart and all sorts of problems and old. And, and they say, well, that's your plane. 
You may think, well, is there, are you sure there's not another plane I can, I can get on? Is there not a trip? Maybe you'll cancel your trip. Maybe you'll go another time. Uh, if you're uncertain of something, you may hesitate. Well, you know, as a Christian, it's the same way. If we're uncertain of something, we're going to struggle in life. Now, in this passage, Paul tells us basically that we can be certain in Christ. Uh, in other words, what he's saying here is whatever the world proposes can be found in Jesus Christ. That's kind of the thought of this entire passage here. Now, let me go back a few verses and, and just explain this again real quick. He says here in verse 8, he says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Now that philosophy, you know, someone who's a philosopher is a lover of knowledge. There's nothing wrong with knowledge. But we do know that there's a difference between the the wisdom of the world and then the wisdom from above, which is the wisdom of God. And then the rudiments of the world, that, that refers to the methods, the plans, the programs, all that the world has put together and all that the world has to provide answers to. Basically, Paul is saying, you know what? Everything that the world proposes that it can do, you can actually find that in Christ. The world's going to tell you all these things. You can have peace here. You can have, find this here. You can have joy. Uh, and you know that truth be told, the world can't back that up. But Christ can. And Christ says you can have, Paul's saying you can have all that uh, in Jesus Christ. So he warned against the, the philosophy of the world, uh, the programs and the plans. And, and let me remind you something. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, that's what Solomon concluded in Ecclesiastes. There's nothing new under the sun. You know, each generation basically has to deal with two things when it comes to this. Uh, and first off... Most people just build upon old philosophies. That's just usually what they do. You, you find many of the philosophies, many of the world's ideas, many of the world's thoughts are just built upon through the years until it receives here. And he's referring to that, you know, the tradition of men, the rudiments of the world. Those are things that just built upon and, until we find them here today. And then the, here's the other one. Many of the philosophies of the past are just repackaged today in new thoughts, new ideas, or new packaging. But it's the same thoughts of the time past. It's men's and women's ideas of what they think is best, what they think is good. Now, sometimes there's some good thoughts in those. But when it comes to spiritual matters, the truth is found in Christ and it's found in God. And that's what Paul's trying to get to us. You know, we got to be careful of that because the world's going to repackage a lot of ideas and just put them back out there. Kind of like you ever received a, a gift exchange gift. You know, those white elephant ones, they call them, where, you know, everyone brings something funny and... Next year, you just repackage it and say, I hope nobody knows that I just put this in the box. New box. New box and new wrapping paper, but just the same gift. That's how the world often is with a lot of the philosophies and thoughts. It's no different than it was several generations ago. It's just now repackaged in a different way. You may find it online. You may find it with a, a different you know, program, but it's really the same thing. And you know what it is? It's putting your trust in men and women instead of putting your trust in God. Instead of depending upon Christ, they're trying to get you to depend on something or someone else. And that's what Paul's saying here as far as being certain. Now, here's the thought I want to give to you. There's no need. There's no need for you to look to the world if you have Jesus Christ. That's what I want to share with you. There is no need for you to look to the world for answers if you have Christ. Christ can satisfy your souls. We'll talk about it here in a minute. He can provide what you need and what you're looking for. Think of this. Think of Jesus Christ's teachings. He was a perfect teacher. Now, let's go to John chapter 14. Let me show you something here. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And verse 5. This is Jesus when he had shared with the apostles that he was going to leave and he would return. He's going to prepare a place for them. And John chapter 14, verse 5 says, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, 
Uh, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, what's he say? He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Let me just point out to you this morning what he said. He said, I am the truth. Now, I know he said the way and the life as well, but I want to focus on that for just a second. I am the truth. I am the truth. He doesn't just know truth. He is truth. He is truth. He's perfect. There is no error in Christ. There is no sin in Jesus Christ. And that tells us that he can be trusted. You know, you want to trust someone who is true, trustworthy, honest, not deceptive, not devious, not have different plans, not tell you one thing and do another thing. You want to trust in someone who is true. And Christ says, I am truth. You see, that's where, as far as a complete Christian, you're resting in Christ. You're resting in His truth. Not in words of men or words of women, but words of Christ. And by the way, that's where you find solid ground, is in the Bible. That's where you find truth, is in Christ's words and in Christ's teachings. You know, I I like to share it this way. You know, as a pastor, when I visit people that are going through difficult times, whether at the hospital or other places, you know, my opinion really doesn't matter. It doesn't. I could share some good words with them, uh, but truthfully, they might say, it's eh, nice to hear, but it really don't mean anything because there's nothing to back it up except my opinion. It's the Word of God that can take hold of the heart. It's the Word of God that can encourage somebody because, see, that's truth. That's something that they can count on. That's something they can hold on to. That's a promise from God. You see, that's what Jesus is. He's truth. And the complete Christian, instead of looking to the world, the, as we've talked about here in Colossians 2, the vain philosophies, the, the, the vain deceit, the traditions of men, a complete Christian is going to depend upon Christ. And they're going to look to Christ for their answers and for their direction and for how to live. You know, Colossians 2, we go back to Colossians 2, verse 3. Speaking of Christ, he says, "...in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge." All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hid in Jesus Christ, meaning he knows all things. He has the knowledge and the wisdom of all these things, and he can impart his wisdom and knowledge to you. He's got knowledge of God the Father, knowledge of the Spirit, knowledge of himself, knowledge of the world you live in, knowledge of you. You know, God knows you better than you know yourself, and that's kind of crazy to think, but he's your creator. He's made you. And he has that knowledge, and he has that wisdom. And that wisdom is from God. So here's the thought here to wrap this first one up as far as sure and certainty. You don't have to trust your own reason or reasoning to get through this world. You don't have to do that. Or of others, you can trust in Jesus Christ. And you should trust in Christ for salvation, but also afterwards. You should trust in him Because he is sure and he is certain. And you know a complete Christian is going to put their faith in Christ. They're going to trust him. Hebrews 10.38, the just shall live by faith. A complete Christian is going to live by faith and depend upon Jesus Christ. So I encourage you to depend upon him and look to him as you live through this world. Here's the second one this morning, and that is a complete Christian is going to be satisfied. Satisfied. Let's go back to chapter 2 of Colossians. And it says here, verse 9, in him... Speaking of Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And then in verse 10 it says, And ye are complete, complete in Him. Full is what you are. Full, satisfying. 
You know, you can be complete because Christ is full. That, that's the point Paul is making here. Notice he ties in 9 and 10, verse 9 and 10. He says here first, he says, In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and then, and you are complete in him. In other words, he's saying you can be complete because Christ is complete. You can be full because Christ is full. That's why you can be full. That's why you can be complete. Not in and of yourself, but in Jesus Christ. And that's the thought that Paul has here. So let me give you some things to think about concerning Christ and his fullness as far as we find here bodily. It's referring to his nature as a man. And I guess you say as far as his life here on earth and also uh, the bodhead or the godly, he says, excuse me, bodily and God is what it talks about here. So let me give you a few thoughts. Teachings. The teachings of Jesus Christ. You know, if you heard Jesus Christ teach, you'd probably walk away in awe and amazement. Think about that. If you heard Jesus Christ teach, you know, the Bible tells us that people were amazed at his words. Even those that were in opposition to him were in awe of his teachings. He's powerful. His teachings were mighty. His teachings are powerful. Here's some thoughts here. You know, as a, as a pastor, I try to prepare messages. And I don't think I've ever prepared a message where afterwards I thought, man, that was a great message. There's always something I think, you know, I, I could have said this, or I should have said this, or I might have left this out. I don't believe Christ thought that way because he's perfect. I believe his messages were perfect as well. I believe his lessons were powerful because of who he is and who he, what he did. So here's some things to think about. You know, as far as Christ, when he preached a message and he taught something, his teachings, nothing else was needed to make it better. Nothing else was needed to make it better. I have written things, I have preached messages, and I've gone back and thought, you know, it could be better if I said this this way, if I do this this way. Not Christ, because he's complete, he's God. You see, he is a perfect God is who he is. And so what we find is nothing could be added to to make it better. That would diminish it. His teachings were perfect. Now, how about his works? It's carried off to his works. It's the same thing. You know, if you watched Christ perform miracles, you'd probably walk away in amazement and awe. Well, let's just stop and think about that. Now, I know we're not going to see him walking on the Arkansas River, but if Christ were here and he walked on the water out there, Half the people there probably pass out first, like, what's going on? What's this person doing? And then the news station would be there. If you were there and you saw it, you'd just be in awe. You'd be like, it's amazing. You saw him heal somebody, go down to a hospital. Someone who they said, you know, no, there's no hope. We can't do nothing for you. You'll never walk. It has never happened. Christ goes over there and two seconds later, that person's not only walking, they're running around jumping and excited and thrilled, we'd be in awe. We'd be amazed at his power. You know, when it comes to his miracles, they were complete. That's what I want to point out to you this morning. They were complete because he is complete. They were mighty because he is mighty. Another thought on Christ is, you know, he had a 100% success rate. 100% success rate. Isn't that amazing? Never failed. Never failed. There was never anyone that Christ looked at and said, you know, I can't help you. I can't heal you. You have to go somewhere else. You're, you're just stuck with it. If they believed on him and they went to him and they had faith, then he could heal them. Now, there were times where they didn't believe. There was no faith. There was lacking of faith, and that was the problem. But those that believed, he could heal. 
He was mighty. He was powerful. Uh, you know, I venture to say this, and, and I could be wrong. This is, this is just my speculation, okay? I got nothing to back this up, so I'm just going to speculate. But I believe if there were a doctor in town that had a, let's say an 80% success rate in their field, wouldn't we say, man, that's amazing? 80% completely healed. 80% no problems afterwards. I mean, everything worked out great. 80% would be say great. I couldn't imagine someone 100%. Someone who never failed. You know, people be lined up to go see that doctor. Right? We'd be lined up and say, I want to see that doctor. You know, uh, you're probably a good doctor, but I want to make sure I see that one. He never fails. You see, that's what Christ is. He's complete. And he didn't perform all these miracles to show off his power. He did it so that he could encourage us to put our faith in him and to trust Him as we live in life. And so, here's the thought I want to get to on this. His teachings are complete because He's complete. You know, today, life life is filled with incompleteness. There's always something else, right? Always something else. There's something more to do, something more to attain. You know, if you're going to look to this world for satisfaction, you're never going to find it. That's the point here. If you're going to trust in the traditions of men, if you're going to go after the worldly philosophies or the worldly thoughts or the worldly dealings, you're never going to be satisfied. You're just going to always come up empty because the world cannot satisfy. The world's not complete. That's what we find here. Christ is complete. So here's some thoughts on this. You know, the more you have, the more you're going to want. That's just the way life is. The more you have, the more you're going to want. The more you do, the more you need to do. You're going to have more responsibilities and more things that you have to do. You see, the the world is lacking is what it amounts to. And it can't offer this lasting peace that Christ can offer. It can't offer lasting comfort. It can't offer lasting joy. Now, yes, you'll find maybe momentary happiness in this world. You might find some momentary peace. But you're not going to find something lasting, nothing eternal. That's found only in Christ. And when you come to Christ and you rely upon Christ, that's what you find. You see, Christ satisfies the soul because he's complete. He's complete. Now, I'm not a big puzzle person. I, I just, I'll put in one piece and then leave. Or maybe at the end, I try to sneak a piece in. They don't let me do that. My family doesn't let me do that, you know, because they say, you know, you haven't done any of it. You can't help. And so, uh, I'm not a big puzzle person. But those that are big puzzle people, I can tell that there's a lot of satisfaction when you complete the puzzle, right? I've seen my family get to the point where they get ready to complete a puzzle and there's one piece missing. You know, they get puzzled. Like, there's uh, not too much satisfaction when it comes to that. And I said, well, you know, you got 99%. It don't matter if 99% of it's finished. If they don't have that last piece, man, there's no satisfaction there. You haven't finished the puzzle. Well, you know, Christ satisfies 100%. Not just partially. He satisfies completely. His miracles were complete. His teachings are complete. And His work in your life can be complete as well. And as far as His work in your life, His salvation is complete. I want to encourage each of you to make sure you're saved here this morning. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Think about that for a moment. Complete salvation. Not partial salvation. Not saved just for a day or two, or for a week or two. Saved forever, completely. You know, a, a thought on that is, if Christ would just save us partially, let's just say if. Now, he's not going to, our, our salvation's complete. 
If we really understood how bad hell and separation is going to be from God, the lake of fire, we would be grateful even for 100 years in heaven. A thousand years in heaven. Ten thousand years. But that's not the case. You're saved eternally. Everlasting life. Complete. You see, Christ doesn't do anything partially. He completely saves the soul. Isn't it wonderful to be saved and know that your salvation is complete in Him? See, you're complete in Him. Your salvation is complete. Your relationship with God as far as your relationship is settled now. If you believed on the Son, Jesus Christ, your relationship is settled. And you're saved here this morning. And what we find is it's complete. And as far as being complete, that means your past is forgiven. You have forgiveness. Complete forgiveness. You know, I grew up with two brothers. We struggle with forgiveness sometimes. You know, we, we you know, we forced to say, you know, I'm sorry. I, t- I said I'm sorry a lot of times and didn't mean those words at all. I just said, you know, mom and dad made me say I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. Didn't mean it. Because I was upset. I was angry. I didn't forgive. There was no forgiveness there. You know, God does not do that. He forgives you. He forgives you of your sin. And even after we're saved, if you make a mistake and your fellowship with God is harmed or hindered, you can seek His forgiveness and He'll forgive you. Not hold that over your head anymore. He forgives you. You see, God is complete in His forgiveness. And that's a wonderful thought too. He doesn't bring it back upon us and say, well, you remember... You gotta get right with that still. No, he forgives you if you ask his forgiveness. How about today? His purpose is complete in your life today. Once you're saved, Bible tells us, 1 Corinthians 10 31, whether therefore you eat or drink, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. You have a complete purpose now. You ever thought about that? As a Christian, you're to glorify God in all that you do. Everywhere you go. In your life, you're to glorify Him. That's a complete purpose. That's not just a partial one. That's not just, well, you got five years, and then once those five years are up, you can live unto yourself or do what you want. No, he says, you're to glorify me. You're to live unto me. And that's a purpose that we can focus on, something complete. And then your eternity, of course, your future is complete. We have hope. Our hope is in Christ, and he completes us. You see, with Christ, you can be complete here this morning as far as your salvation. You can be satisfied in him. And that's because of who he is. And that leads me to my third one and my final thought here this morning. And that is in Christ. The complete Christian is strong in Jesus Christ. Strong in Jesus Christ. Now let's go back to our passage here. He talks about being complete. He talked about the fullness. He says here in verse 9, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So we're complete in Christ who is the head of all principality and of power. Now as far as being strong in Jesus Christ, you know as a complete Christian you can have strength today. Strength today. Strength to do what God would want you to do. That's the key there. Not strength to do your own will. Not strength to impress somebody else. Not strength to go and do this. But strength to do what God would have you to do. Now let's go back to the Old Testament. Consider that. What did God have Joseph plans for? To be exalted in Egypt, second in command. Now he knew he was going to be exalted. He knew he was going to be leader. But I don't think he knew the extent of it. But God did. And what did God do? He gave him strength to do it. Now he took him a long route to get there. Took him through prison. Took him through slavery, 
took him through trials and troubles, but in that he taught him and he prepared him. And he gave him strength to do what he wanted him to do. And not just Joseph. How about David? Same thing. Gave him strength to defeat Goliath. Gave him strength to become king of Israel. You see, it was God working in their lives that enabled them to do what God wanted them to do. And so that's the key here. As a Christian, a complete Christian, we're seeking to glorify God. Okay, We're not seeking to do our own will or to please ourselves. So when we find that we're complete in Christ, that means that He's going to give us strength to glorify Him, strength to live for Him, and strength to do what He wants us to do. Now this morning, think about your responsibilities. They're probably different than everyone else's in here. You have some responsibilities that are yours. And your relationships that you have, and family, at work. You have some responsibilities that you have. And you know, God can give you the strength to carry those out. Some days you may need a lot of strength to carry some of those responsibilities out. And God can provide that. He can give you wisdom to carry those out. You see, that's what God does. He makes you complete and enables you to live for His glory and His honor. It's no longer, well, i got to do this or i got to do that. What it is, is God's going to do it. I just walk with Him and abide with Him, remain with Him. And I receive the strength or you receive the strength to do what God would want you to do. So let me give you some things to consider on that. First off, you know when a person believes on Jesus as their Savior, when they believe on the Son of God, for salvation, they're saved instantly, right then and there. It's not a progress, so to speak. It's not like, well, I'm going to be more saved tomorrow or more saved. No, you're saved instantly. And you receive all of the blessings of being saved. You're brought into God's family, kingdom of God. You're forgiven. You have eternal life. There's other blessings that you get for receiving Christ as your Savior. And you are instantly saved. Or as the, the Bible says, you're born again. You have a new birth. Instantly. It's yours. You're brought into God's family. Well, the instant you are saved, something else occurs. The Holy Spirit enters your heart and life the instant you are saved. The Holy Spirit becomes part of your life. And the Spirit is a gift from God for believers. Let's go over to John chapter 14 and let's look at this. John chapter 14. The Spirit is a gift from God to believers. John chapter 14, I'll read verses 15 on down to 17, he says, Here, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. You see, when someone is saved, now this was a promise here given to the apostles, and this was fulfilled and carried out. And today, when someone believes on Christ, and they receive Christ as their Savior, they received the Holy Spirit in their life. The gift of the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will come into your heart and will dwell with you. And will live with you. And let me remind you, He's a being. He's God. He's not a force which you can grab hold of and direct. He's the Spirit of God who grabs hold of you and directs you. And He's the Spirit of God that will come in and live within your heart. So that tells us that the Spirit will will unite with the believer. And when the Holy Spirit unites with the believer, that means He's going to unite your thoughts, your feelings, your desires with those of Jesus Christ. Let's go back over to John chapter 14. Let's turn over to John chapter 16. And notice what it says here in verses 13 through 15. John chapter 16, it says here in verse 13. 
Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto the Father. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. You see, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will unite your thoughts, feelings, desires, etc., with Jesus Christ's. In other words, the union between you and the Spirit, that's the relationship that's going to produce that completeness. You see, you believe on Christ, the Spirit is sent, and He's going to work in your heart and complete you in Christ, is what He's going to do. And the results of this are tremendous. See, that's, that's something to consider here this morning. The results of your relationship with Christ and the work of the Spirit in your heart are tremendous. You see, with Christ and the work of the Spirit, you can have correct thoughts. You can have correct thoughts. You can choose what to think on. You can know what to think on. And you can have correct thoughts. Also, you can have correct motives. You can have correct motives in life. You can do the right thing from the right motive. And that will carry out. Meaning you can have the correct purpose. You can make the correct plans. Lord willing, I'm going to do this. Because the Spirit is working in your heart. The Spirit is providing direction and power. Also, you can avoid temptations. You can avoid... The world is filled with temptations. All sorts of temptations. And the temptations that are out there... You might be tempted driving home this afternoon. Hope nobody cuts you off, but they might. And you may be tempted to say something, even if it's just a mumble, and grumble under your breath. You see, you can avoid those with the help of the Spirit. You can avoid the, the temptations. You can avoid some of the troubles that are out there as He leads your life. Also, you can endure afflictions, difficulties, hardships, and if need be, persecution because of the Spirit working in your heart and your life. You, you can endure those things. You see, the Spirit works in your heart to make you a complete Christian and make you complete in Christ is what He does. So I want to encourage you to yield to the Spirit and yield to His direction. Allow Him to lead your life. Allow Him to direct your steps and trust Him. Trust in the Lord as you go forward. You know, in closing this morning, I just have two thoughts I want to leave you with. The first one is to be, to be without Christ is to be incomplete. To be without Christ is incomplete. So if you're here this morning and you're not saved, you're not complete. You're incomplete. Oh, you have life. You have physical life. But you don't have spiritual life. You don't have a relationship with God. You don't have what God has intended for you to have. You're incomplete. And what a shame it would be to go through your whole life and be incomplete. But with Christ... You can be complete. So that can be changed this morning. If you're with, and you're not saved, put your faith in Christ and be saved. Believe on Jesus Christ, be saved, and you could be complete. And here's the other thought, and this is for the Christians. You're saved here this morning. You put your faith in Christ. You know for you, you're saved. But if you choose to live without Christ, then you can be incomplete as well. You can be incomplete as well. What I mean by that, you're saved. Your salvation is secure. But if you choose to live in your own power according to your own purposes or be directed by your own plans, then you'll live an incomplete life as well. 
because you're living it unto yourself instead of unto God. You're depending upon other things instead of upon Christ. So here's the final thought to wrap it all up. You need Jesus Christ to be complete. You need Jesus Christ to be complete. And the question I have for each of you is, first off, do you have Christ in your life? And if you do, are you depending upon him as you live in this world today? You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.